Ladies and gentlemen, there's only two things you need to know. Number one, football is freaking back. And number two, I'm not wearing any pants. Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Pretty good. I don't know. We'll Let's see go. how Dang. see how it plays out. You guys got to do the yeehaw this week because you can actually hear the sound drops this week. Hot dog. For the first time since our very first ever podcast we did, maybe. I know. Remotely. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Is oh. it Christmas in September? Oh my it, it feels, feels like it feels like it. Oh, it really man. does. Before we just just climax all over these microphones. What's going on? Thank you for joining. This episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. I don't even know what episode it is because I am just super excited to be here. But I do know it is the evening of September 8th, and we are less than 24 hours from the start of real football, real games, real players. I don't have to watch Josh McCown throw the ball anymore. It's time to get down. But maybe even more importantly, we are exactly three days removed from one of this league's members best day of their lives amen amen to that brother no if you aren't paying attention tim raider our own podcast host the dad of the podcast got married on sunday to the love of his life and every single this league member showed up showed out he's showing the ring how's it feel on your finger man me and aaron sure as hell don't know yeah, I mean, just about as good as I imagine uh, any Super Bowl ring felt on an NFL player. I mean, I did it. I made it. That's actually so precious. <laughs> Emily, if you're listening to this, you have a real winner. <laughs> as good as a oh, Super man. Bowl ring. I mean, like you said, shout out to all the league members. That's how you know you got a good league with the uh, you know guys who are involved in each other's lives and everything. I think we got a great group. It's awesome. I know. Be sure to pay attention to the Instagrams and the Twitters because you know pictures are coming we had our picture professionally taken oh yeah not sure all of us were completely sober at the time but hey i'm not sure anybody was but you know it's it's whatever so you know it was a good wedding man it's yeah. what happens when there's an open bar man oh jeez. i'm setting that precedent baby i'm setting that precedent sorry sorry guys open can, can we run through the injury report though from the wedding <laughs> shut up <laughs> so chris mitchum uh showed up on the day-to-day uh ir <laughs> list with a low ankle sprain. Um, I think he's like 90% back. Made it to the pod, so we're good there. Tim, lower calf strain. Uh, Wait, what? I didn't know about that one. Calf strain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, self-reported. Week yeah. one status was questionable, but now I'm probable. Yep. I got, a, I got a massage the day after the wedding, and then I did a couple's massage, so I'm feeling better now. Yeah. I think I had a minor hip flexor. Uh, <laughs> I'm dancing the night away. Yeah, lots of dancing. Cotton Eye Joe really got the best of me. <laughs> Yo, after the Cotton Eye Joe, my watch sent me a notification and was like, hey, are you working out? <laughs> I was going Basically. I was going hard, man. And that's how you knew I was I was not sober. <laughs> Shout out Steven for teaching us. 
Jeez. Oh, man. I know. All right. Well, we have, as always, a packed show for you today. We're going to talk about real football, real scores. It's going to happen. We're going to give you our actual NFL predictions, Super Bowl, MVP, all that kind of stuff. And then we're going to go in to week one previews. I can't believe I just said that. I'm so excited. It's happening. It's happening. I can't even have the words for that. But before we start, of course, the tradition, the always drink of the week. Tim, you told me before we went on that you are just amped to get your drink. What are we drinking, my dog, while I make this pick in this draft that I'm doing live? Oh, we've got a New Glarus Brewing Spotted Cow in a can. Ooh. Been holding on to this for a while. That is a delicacy, my friend. I'm making noise. Chris, you'll be uh, happy to know. I got a high noon on deck, brother. Ooh, baby. There are two. Black cherry. Black cherry, so not the best flavor, but we'll take it. There are two things I'm sponsored by in life. Fair Life and High Noon Seltzers. Love them, man. All right, and I am drinking, I mean, we're no longer in our certified Christian Miller Lite household, but you know I'm rocking it still. Got the classic, got oh, the old reliable. Man. Miller Lite. <laughs> a little rusty. It's a little harder in the, in the can or in the bottles than it is the can. <laughs> All right, let's get into some NFL predictions. So what's going to happen? Um, lots of change, lots of trades, uh, but I still feel like you kind of have your traditional powerhouses from last year. So we're going to start with our Super Bowl predictions. Start at the top. Tim, give me your matchup, AFC, NFC champion, and who comes out on top. Yeah, so I, I've been uh, doing Super Bowl predictions every year for a while now, and I was right one year, and it was the Ravens 49ers year. And for whatever reason, I've got one of those two teams returning. And I was thinking about this, you know, about 30 seconds before we started when we realized we were going to do this. Um, I'm going to go with the 49ers versus the Chiefs. And it's going to go with a little late season Trey Lance magic. Uh-huh. Jimmy Garoppolo will be benched and the, the rookie quarterback will take him there. Uh, but I have the Chiefs winning. But, I mean, I think that sh- that defense with all of the, the pieces back healthy, the running game is as strong as ever, Kittle's healthy. People forget how good the 49ers can be. Oh, so you're taking but the Niners the to win. Oh, okay, Chiefs. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Chiefs, Chiefs to win, emotions. but Chiefs Niners. An ugly color schemes for the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, that's gross. So you got the Chiefs winning it, redemption season. There's been some rumors of 17-0 and 0 for them. Like, they're coming uh-huh. for it. I've heard it. I like that pick. I like that pick. Aaron, who we got? You, you going chalk or you going going something sexy? Yeah, so as I take a look at the teams. Um, Colt, go Colt. AS- <laughs> <laughs> can well, a, can a guy dream? <laughs> you know, I would put the Colts up there in the AFC if, uh, if Darius Leonard would get vaccinated, if Carson Wentz would get vaccinated. Uh, if they would just cut Zach Pascal because he's not talented enough to not be vaccinated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ryan Green Kelly needs fire. to get vaccinated. 
Quentin Nelson. I mean, just like all of our key players will probably keep us out. But getting back to the point, um, I I really like the Browns. I really like the Browns. Wow. That, that team, I'm telling you, man, that team is so well-rounded on both sides of the ball. They've got outside perimeter threats. They've got the run game, one-two punch. They've got a great offensive line. And the defense is going to be improved. I mean, when it comes to their defense, right, they've got a lot of new pieces. but on paper, they're supposed to be better pieces. So if they can get that together and Baker Mayfield plays as good, if not better than last year, I think they can get there. In the NFC, ah, man, I I think I'm going to go chalk with the Bucks. I really do. I mean, getting all 22 starters back. And, I mean, the Bucks didn't even play that great in the playoffs last year. To think that they could just get it rolling – and have the one last draw with Tom Brady. I think they're going to get back. And then I got – well, actually, we're just doing the matchup first. No, tell us your winner. Tim's got the Chiefs. Too. Okay, okay. I got the Browns. I got the Browns winning it all. <laughs> oh, what? Yep. Browns oh, prediction. Yep, they're in there. Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield leads the Cleveland to a championship. Absolutely. Not, not going to lie, I did consider – I considered the Browns for a second, and then I remembered the Chiefs were there. I mean, yeah. Jeez. All right. So we got Chiefs for one, Browns for one. My matchup, um, you all know I love Josh Allen. Josh Allen is my hero. If Do I it. could have a shirtless picture of him in my bathroom, I would. But I just don't see anybody beating the Chiefs, man. I don't. It's so frustrating. It's so, but they're going to be so good. Rebuilt offensive line. Mahomes is just only going to get better. And it's like, gosh. So I have the Chiefs from the AFC, and then the NFC. I think this is the year of Aaron Rodgers, dude. I really do. Mm. After his off season, I think he's going to come out and be like, "All right, you don't want to pay me? Fine. Watch this." And he's just yeah. he's going to go on a tear. Man, so I have um, Chiefs, Packers in the Super Bowl, and I have Aaron Rodgers losing the Super Bowl and leaving the Packers on a very sour note, Um, and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs winning because you have the best quarterback in the league, rebuilt offensive line, CEH breakout year, and that defense is not shabby. And whenever you have a not shabby defense with the best offense in the league, that's hard to beat, man. So I got the Chiefs winning it against the Packers. Two for the Chiefs, one for the Browns. Look at Aaron. Hey, man, Baker Mayfield. Stepping show up. Yeah, Packers were up there for me, too. That was one. If I was going to pick a non-Chiefs Super Bowl winner, I probably would have had to go Packers, even though I have the Niners making it. I, I, think, I think the Packers are going to be on one this year, man. I really do. All right, so let's move on to the MVP, regular season MVP. Uh, Aaron, let's start with you, man. Who who we got? Who's gonna who's gonna take home the trophy? This is really tough, and man, I think I'm down to two people. Ah, you know, I think I gotta go, and this may surprise you. This really may. Su- I'm gonna go Matthew Stafford. Baker Mayfield. Oh, oh, Matthew hot, Stafford. Though. That's Matthew. Hot, if you think about it, okay, think about okay, it, right? He's had the talent. He's been in Detroit. It's just been a wasteland as far as coaching. Yeah. He finally gets good coaching. It's all a, a quarterback is a lot of it is all about the situation you're in, right? Like Baker Mayfield's in a great situation. Kevin Stefanski's a great coach. 
I feel like just the weapons around him, they're going to throw the ball. They're going to have to rely on him even more with Cam Akers hurt. I think, I think, uh, I think he's a dark horse. I dig it. I dig it. I'll go next. Um, it goes exactly to my first point. This is the year of Aaron Rodgers, dude. I, I, I just think he's going to just obliterate people with his mouth and his, like his arm, like, <laughs> well, so with his mouth, what, what, with his words, not his mouth. <laughs> oh, <I'm> sorry. Okay. <laughs> with, his, with his mouth, eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but no, I have Aaron Rodgers winning MVP. Um, I think Devontae Adams is going to have a career year. Put it back in your parents, Aaron. Considering the year he had last year and he still missed like three games or whatever, I just think he's going to be bananas. Um, undisputed wide receiver one in my eyes. So, or the wide receiver number one in my eyes. So, uh, yeah, I got Aaron Rodgers winning. Wouldn't that be like his third MVP? Something like that. Yeah. Third or fourth, something like that. He won, he won last year. Who who won last year? Was it Rodgers? I think so. I think, yeah, he won last yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. So back to back. Running the tables. All right. Well, I am going to not a pander pick. I really think this is a, uh, another team that I really like, really fun to watch. They're going to win a lot of games in a pretty weak division, in my opinion. And I think taking another step into superstardom is quarterback Josh Allen. Oh, yes. Nice. He, I mean, he did it all last year. Buffalo didn't change anything. They didn't bring in any running backs. Another year in the system. He's still got digs. He's got some new receivers. I think he can really do it. I think he can do another step forward. Dude, I'm 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 telling you. I, I was talking to a guy. Oh, I was talking to freaking Iber. Iber, if you're listening, I'm about to just grill you right now. But he was like, dude, I just I just think last year for Josh Allen was a fluke. I really do. And I was like, you could tell you do not watch NFL games because you thought Josh Allen's game like year last year was a fluke like he was so accurate so Lasers. mobile like that's not a fluke man and you arguably upgrade your 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 wide receiver core another year with digs i i dig that man yeah yeah i, I, I really it. think he's gonna take another step in into superstardom he'll be the he'll be the mvp of the afc how about that aaron Rodgers is gonna be taking names all right so we got matthew stafford aaron with the again with the but the interesting yeah. pick, I like yeah. it. Yeah, keep keeping this thing fresh. Uh, I picked Aaron Rodgers. Tim picks my king, my prince, Josh Allen. Let's move on to the worst record. Who's going to be the worst team in the league? I'm going to go first because I feel like there's one answer, and if you guys don't agree with me, you're 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 whack. It's it's the Houston Texans. Like what's going yeah, on Houston in Texans? There? Yeah, it's Houston. Okay, I'm glad we can agree on that. Like I next. Next. All right. Can you, can you do the fart noise just like over and over? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. 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 That's the Texans oh, right there. <laughs> We're live. All right. Um, yeah. So Houston Texans with the worst record. Let's move on to the offensive rookie of the year. Tim, Mr. Draft Man himself. I'm going to throw it to you. Who you got? Yeah. So this is a uh, pretty easy. You got to go with wide receiver Rondale Moore. Sykes, 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 got you, got you good. You were so excited. I could just see your face. Oh, yeah. Here, Zach man. was like, oh my God. And then, I know. He thought I was being serious. No, I'm totally kidding. Um, 
it, it's a quarterback award. It really is. Trevor Lawrence is going to, he's the starter. He's already been named. He's going to play all the games. He's not, I, I don't foresee a Justin Herbert like year where he just like is clearly the offensive rookie of the year, but it's, a, it's really a quarterback award. And I think it's going to go to Lawrence. Nice. Trevor Lawrence. I feel like that's kind of the chalk pick if you had to choose one. Aaron, um, you're not allowed to choose anybody on your team. So who are you picking? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Ah, well, I mean, if I have to pick somebody else. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, So you have Trevor Lawrence and Najee Harris on your team. So Yeah, I'm going to go with my boy Najee Harris. I am. I thought. Uh, I think he's just going to get so many touches that he's just bound to have success. And if the preseason was any indication, I mean, he's as good as advertised. So uh, I think, yeah, he's going to dominate. He's in. A tough division for sure. You know, the Browns and the uh, Ravens playing them twice, not fun. But uh, I think he's going to get another team in that division, man. The Bengals. uh, Yeah, he's going to make up for it there. He'll get like 50 yards on the ground for the, you know, Ravens and uh, uh, the Browns combined, but then he'll get 200 to make up for it against the Bengals. (laughs) Side note, just got Michael Pittman in my draft. Anyway, um, my offensive rookie of the year. So I'm actually going to kind of hop on the narrative you were doing, Tim. I think week three, week four, Trey Lance is going to come in to the Niners. He's going to get the start. I think he's going to light the world on fire, man. And I think he's going to lead them deep playoff run that I think ultimately kind of, I know it's supposed to be a regular season MVP world, but give me a break. Um, I think he's going to lead them deep into the playoffs. And I think he's, he's going to bring it home. Trey Lance quarterback for the Niners that's my pick you know that that pick would have made a lot of sense if I would have said that considering I picked the 49ers to make it the Super Bowl <laughs> it would have can I change my pick Trey Lance that's what I said <laughs> R- rinse and repeat yep, right. yep, yep, Trey Lance. two for Trey Lance one for Najee Harris all right Aaron again going back and we will even though this is a fantasy football podcast we like football so defensive rookie of the year Aaron we're going to start with you who you got I think it's pretty clear for me. Micah Parsons, Cowboys. Oh, yeah. That dude can cover sideline to sideline. He's motivated. Hard knocks made me a believer in him. I just think he's he's focused. He's just ready to roll. I think he's going to be the next big thing in Dallas. And uh, I think, yeah, he'll have a rookie season similar to Darius Leonard. Oh, nice. He doesn't have the energy for it, man. He's, a, he's one of those freaks of nature, I think. Um, my pick – is going to be who PFF rated as the highest rookie defensive player in the preseason in every snap that he played. Call me a homer. Colt, go Colts. Quiddy Pay is going to just annihilate Trevor Lawrence, Tyrod Taylor, and Ryan Tannehill twice a year. And the pressure that DeForest Buckner is going to bring um, right down that middle, it's gonna you have you have to double him. You have to. If it wasn't for Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. DeForest Buckner would probably be prob- maybe the best de- defensive tackle of our generation. Aaron Donald is just so far and away ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's gonna open up so many lanes for Quiddy Pay, man. I I think I he's gonna be my defensive rookie of the year. You pair him with Darius Lindern on that defense. Uh, it's gonna be scary, man. And I've never thought in my career as a Colts fan I would ever say we have a scary defense. But uh, here we are. I'm going to pick somebody. I have not watched any preseason or nor read much about him. 
But I remember going into the draft, he was one of my favorite um, defensive players of all t- you know of all time in my in my memory since I've been like paying attention. And this led me to an exciting, in my opinion, waiver pickup of this defense as a whole, and that is Carolina Panthers cornerback J.C. Horn. Nice. Now, young corners don't typically fare well in the NFL. Right. Usually so takes me. Really kind of going out on a limb picking a corner in general. But I remember, you know, at a college and watching everything. I mean, JC Horn was like just just built to be a corner in the NFL. I'm super excited to have the Panthers on my roster. I mean, they have a young young defense that's going to be all over the place and I think JC Horn's going to be a, a an early shutdown corner in his in his NFL career. That's Dude, a hot watch pick. out for their secondary. Watch out for that secondary. Yeah, Jeremy Chin as well. Yeah, but uh-huh. he's from like he's from like Westfield, isn't he, or something? Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy uh, Chin, Fisher's High School. Fisher's yeah. repping, repping that Indiana baby. Yeah, Burns off the edge. I mean, they, they've got they've got a good defense there. I think Horn's going to be able to fare pretty well pretty early. Nice. So we got Horn, Pay, and Parsons as our defensive rookie of the year picks. You heard it here first. Man, I'm just so happy football's back. Oh, my God. It's been so long. <laughs> it seem, seems like I'm just ready One for it. One more sleep. It's ready for One it to more be sleep. Here. One more sleep, baby. One more sleep. All right. Let's get in to actual previews. No more predictions. Cut that crap out. You already know how we feel about all of our teams, but it's time to put our money where our mouth is. Week one preview. Let's go. The first matchup of this week that we're going to cover in Pickums is Clayton versus Don. And therefore, we have a Civil War matchup in week one. This one here has a oh, yeah. 66% chance with Clayton right now, projected 147 to 134. And you go down the roster immediately you see the name Christian McCaffrey. Ooh, it back. feels like he hasn't played in five years. Like it, I looked at it and it was like projected for 27 points. And I was like, Oh yeah, he, I rode him to a championship two years ago and it wasn't odd to see 40, 45, 50. I mean like Christian McCaffrey back in a lineup is just, it's nut worthy for Clayton. Um, and then going down the rest of the lineups, you know, you've got Tannehill's got a juicy matchup against Arizona. Um, I don't really like his flex spots with Galladay and Beasley, but I mean, when you look at Don's roster, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm so sorry, Don. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a good year. You do have Jonathan Taylor, but your roster in the nicest way possible, I think is full of guys that a lot of people would want one of on their team. Raheem Mostert, Odell Beckham, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Like, those guys are all in your starting lineup. And I feel like I could, I would maybe want to roster one of them. There's just so much, <laughs> you know, you, we just don't know about all of those players and what their seasons are going to look like. I like Higby in your tight end slot, but, I mean, I, I don't see this necessarily being a close one. I do think Clayton's going to rock it, um, and that is my formal first pick'em's pick of the 2021 NFL season. I'm picking Clayton. Nice. Um, quick side note. I know I'm doing this draft while we're potting. I swear I'm paying attention. But Aaron Darnell Mooney just got picked the pick before I did. No, no. no. We are a pro Sadness. Darnell Mooney podcast. 
pain. Jeez. Oh, All right, Aaron. How are you feeling about this matchup? I don't really have much to add. I think Tim hit the nail on the head. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, what else do you really need to say? I think Clayton is going to play probably two to three teams in our league this year, and he's just going to have to throw Christian McCaffrey out there, and he's probably going to win just because of that. So I think this is a week where he does that, and I just don't think Don has the horses. He still has two free agents on his bench. <laughs> like, like yep. dude, dude, seriously, like he will. Dude, I, I, I guarantee you, he's going to log in at least before Sunday. Sat, like before Saturday night, night. Maybe not. Saturday football night. is tomorrow, Don. Yeah, he might not check before tomorrow's games, but before Sunday, he will log in. You have a player that was cut three months ago. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Yeah, I'm going Clayton too, and I think this is honestly a really big week for him. I mean, I know he's just playing Don, but we all agreed he's got one more year. Maybe he thinks he's a from the horse's mouth. He thinks he's a competitor this year. He thinks he's a contender. So if you really are a contender, you got to beat the bad teams. If he comes out and smokes Don, I think that sets a good precedent for him going forward. So I am also picking Clayton. Aaron with the next matchup, and it's a juicy one. That it is. That it is indeed. So we've got Zach, team cooking up more, versus Anthony, team uninspired youth. The projection is 51 to 49 in Anthony's favor, with the point totals being 148.77 to 148.71. So 0.06 difference between the two opponents. And when you kind of take a look at the roster, who they're throwing out there, starting lineup, it kind of makes sense. I mean, there's strengths on both sides. Dalvin Cook going up against the Bengals. I mean, he might score 60 points uh, on Sunday. (laughs) You wish. Coming from the Bengals fan, he's like, no, he's going to score 70. (laughs) Like the football field is 100 yards. He probably just might keep running into the locker room every time just because why not? Uh, They're not going to stop him. So he's got that going for him. And then you've also just got to take a look at some other guys on his roster, Aaron Jones against New Orleans. I mean, that one-two punch is sexy. And then Matthew Stafford, my dark horse MVP, I think at home against Chicago on Sunday night football, he's going to show out for all to see. I am concerned about Chris Godwin because he's going into this week with, I believe, a quad injury. Not sure how uh, effective he might be on Thursday night tomorrow against the Cowboys. And then when you take a look at Anthony's team, he's just – I think he's solid across the board. I mean, Justin Jefferson, it's as good as it gets. He's playing Cincinnati. Enough said. Uh, (laughs) Travis Kelsey. I I love the chuckle in your voice when you said that. He's playing Cincinnati. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, sorry. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I'll tell you that much. Yes, lots of offense. Uh, Travis Kelsey, he's going to do his thing. Corey Davis and Ceedee Lamb and his flex—that's pretty hot. Uh, So I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I think they're both going to easily eclipse 140 points apiece, and it will come down to the wire. And for this matchup, it was really tough for me to decide, but ultimately, I decided to go with Anthony. I think really just because. I think his team is a lot more balanced across the board. I don't really see too many holes to poke. Um, 
I just think with Rondale Moore and Chris Godwin being hurt on Zach's side, it, it's just going to hinder him from being able to get over the hump. So I got Anthony. I'm going Anthony as well. And uh, one thing that actually did kind of sway my decision a lot was the health of Daryl Henderson, Darnell Anderson. Uh, he was kind of, he was like, everybody, everybody said he was fine, but you just keep having this questionable tag and it's like, are you fine? But no, no longer on the injury report. Um, so I think he is good to go. Um, the fact that I am picking Anthony, Anthony, hey man, you got this running back on your bench. Miles Gaskin, do it. Do it. Start him. I know he's facing New England, but like he's the dude, man. I'd start him. I'd start him. But yeah, I'm doing I'm going Anthony. Um, you know, whenever you have Rondell Moore in your starting lineup, no matter how much you love him and try to will it, um, I would be surprised if he gets over five fantasy points this week. So I'm going Anthony as well. And I am going to take Zach here. I think he's going to ride Cook and Jones this week. Stafford's going to ball out. Um, And I would rather not see Rondale more in the flex, but honestly, like there's nobody else on his bench to choose from. Um, That being said, the reason I'm switching over and I'm going to go with Zach is because of Darnell Anderson. Not a fan at all. I don't think he's going to be any good. Uh, Corey Davis, I just got off hyping up the Panthers defense Zach Wilson in his first in his pro debut I don't see them putting up a lot of points I don't see touchdowns I don't see a whole lot of points for Corey Davis um you do like some other matchups like you like the Vikings receivers but again I mean that's just I don't know it worked last year obviously riding two Vikings receivers into the playoffs can it work again or was it lightning in a bottle there's three things there that I think just not super sold on Anthony week one, and I'm going to go with Zach. I think he could ride his running backs uh, to a victory this week. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, so two picks for Anthony, one pick for Zach. Uh, that's a good one. I, both of those guys are kind of bubble teams, I think. So anybody that can get them on, get up on a 1-0, 1-0, Jesus. Speaking of 1-0, Honduras is leading the U.S. men's national team 1-0 currently, so that's freaking great. But anyway, uh, any I know we are also a pro soccer podcast. Go, go Chelsea. But um, no, they're both bubble teams, and I think if one of them could start one and zero, that will kind of probably rock them up the power rankings. If I'm being honest, um, I get to cover what I consider uh, one of the two heavyweight matchups this week. Um, but going strictly off of power rankings, this is the heavyweight matchup of the week we have tim and the mixing administration taking on steven and mount passmore sleeper saying steven currently has a 57 percent chance of victory and i think you can see why um whenever i look at these rosters i think each side has a glaring hole so when you look at steven's side Brady, Chubb, CEH, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, George Kittle, James Robinson, all good. And then you got who rounds out your flex for a really good side, Jarvis Landry. And, like, Jarvis Landry used to be kind of hot, like, you know, kind of like a Robert Woods light, you know? Like, nobody really liked him, but he always finishes, like, you know, wide receiver two something. Last year he finishes, like, wide receiver 38 or something. And it's not like he was injured. He just kind of sucked. So... 
him being in that lineup is questionable to me. And then when you look at Tim's lineup, Joe Mixon, Gibson, Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Big black nigga. Darren Waller, Brandon Ayuk, Miles Sanders, and then you got Kirk Cousins in the quarterback. Granted, he's playing at Cincinnati, so that's a pretty hot matchup. It's a one o'clock game, gets to avoid the primetime lights. You could see some nice Kirk in there. So because of that, I'm taking Tim here. I'm taking Tim. Uh, I think that Jarvis Landry hole is pretty big. I think, honestly, the rest of the lineup can really just kind of cancel each other out. These are just some high-powered lineups all the way down to, you know, Waller versus Kittle. Um, And I think that, you know, the wait for Michael Thomas to get back for Steven is going to feel even longer after this week as he starts 0-1. I'm going to go with Steven in this matchup. And when I was taking a look at both rosters and just looking at the starting lineup and thinking, okay, what's going to be the differentiating factor? I think it's James Robinson. I think he's going to absolutely run wild against the Houston Texans defense. I, I don't think we are accounting for really how bad the Texans are going to be. Like if we thought they were bad last year, like they will be even worse. They will not stop a single soul. And I don't really believe the hype that Carlos Hyde's going to really take a lot of carries. I think they're going to get him out there probably this week and he's going to have four carries and just probably trip over his own shoelaces and not do anything. And they're going to just give James Robinson the lion's share. So I think he's going to go off and then just the names. I mean, Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown, George Kittle, the matchups are juicy. I just think it's going to be a little too much for Tim to be able to overcome. And I was actually going to ask Tim, are you, are you actually planning on starting Kirk Cousins over Dak? Absolutely. I'm calling my shot this week. Nice. Calling my shot there. Traded for Dak uh, last week, actually. That's a big trade since the last podcast we've had. Um, got my quarterback. Oh, yeah. Got my quarterback. Well, yeah, we might have to step in the ring later. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Um, but Kirk Cousins, I mean, how, how, how many times have we said the Vikings and Bengals matchup is juicy? Like, each one of us individually has said that. I'm calling my shot that Kirk Cousins projected right now is 22 points. I want to see 35. I want to see passing touchdowns out the butt. I really think it's possible. I mean, uh, Trey Wayne's Cincinnati's corner, number one corner, is out with a hamstring injury. I think they're going to do a whole lot of passing because they can. I know Cook is there, and I know Cook is a top running back, but you want to save your running backs for later in the season. You're not going to waste them at a week one matchup where you're going to blow potentially blow out the Bengals or at least put up 40 points. I don't think it's a ground and pound week. I think yeah, I'm calling my shot there. That's why I'm keeping cousins in the starting lineup. That's why I'm picking you, Tim. Come on, man. And, anyway. And, oh, good. I'll, uh, I was, I'm going to say I'm, I'm picking me. I'm changing. Oh, yeah. I, I, I had Steven. I, I'm changing. Where the confidence at, boy? Let's I'm go. I'm back in my squad. I, I The Kirk Cousins hype right here, man. I, I'm riding him <laughs> until he gets exposed to COVID and then he's going to miss because he's also unvaccinated, <laughs> asshole. You like that? But week one, week one, Kirk Cousins. I really think, I really, really do think Antonio Gibson's going to take another step and he's not going to be a 15-point scoring running back. I think he's going to push 20. I think he's going to do that for the Washington football team. Um, and the other reason that I, I switched here is James Robinson. Uh-oh. I made a parlay, <laughs> my first parlay, uh, two days ago or something. And 
I picked the Houston Texans money line. A rookie quarterback has not won their first NFL start since 2002. And that includes Andrew Luck, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Oh, what a stat. 2002. And I know I said the Houston's are, the Texans are going to have the worst record. Great stat. But I don't oh, – thank you. I don't think they're going to go lay a goose egg. I think they're going to get two wins. One of those wins is going to be week one against Jacksonville. I, I really believe that they're going to get stuck throwing the ball a lot. Urban Meyer, I mean, the Jackson, the Jaguars just didn't instill a lot of confidence in anything this offseason, in my opinion. So I think week one, they might fluster around a little bit and be flailing and kind of like grasp at straws of like, oh, what are we actually going to be doing here? Is DJ Charker top receiver or not? What are we, what's the offense actually going to be like? So the answer is no. That that was a that's what actually shifted it for having Jarvis Landry and then James Robinson. I do I I remember that I made that parlay bet. I have the Texans beating the Jags, so I'm going to take me very very narrowly. Like I I put Steven in as my first pick'em, but I'm it's going to be close. I need a I need Tom Brady to not just go off tomorrow night. That'd be pretty nice. I feel like old quarterbacks always go off on first the first week of the NFL. I feel like it's like a thing. Shout out to the Peyton Manning like sixty point explosion like six years ago whenever that was. Um, uh, before we move on, there's one thing, one super important thing I I forgot to do, and you can tell we are rusty because it's not even week one yet. Hey, oh, you know what time it is? It is time for which quarterback will Steven start this week? We have currently in the starting lineup Tom Brady taking on the Dallas Cowboys, but on his bench we have Deshaun, I'd like to touch women Watson, uh, probably not going to play. Um, then we have Justin Herbert at the Washington Redskins. Ooh, oh, 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 football team. Oh, and we have uh, Trey Lance at the Detroit Tigers. He's probably not going to play. So, uh, Detroit Tigers. You're falling apart. <laughs> I'm trying to turn down this music because I think it's way too loud. I was wondering how long we were talking over it. <laughs> I was like, I need to turn this down. I'm a Washington mess. Redskins versus the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a matchup. I'm going to pick Tom Brady. <laughs> Yeah, Stephen might need to consider a little bit of a rebranding exercise from a marketing standpoint because he's got two quarterbacks as of right now. I mean, oh, we're, we're all like Trey Lance later, but Tom Brady and Herbert. You're not going to start Herbert against the Washington football team defense and Deshaun Watson. I mean, yikes. Yep. Easy pick, Tom Brady. And you get to see him on Thursday night football. Oh, let's go. I can't believe I said the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> a baseball in your mind? <laughs> no. Go Braves. Every sport but. I know. Um, okay, so we had two picks for Tim, one pick for Steven. I'm trying to move on here. So, Tim, make me move on. Who we got next? Well, we've got our fourth matchup of week one, 2021 NFL season, season two of this league. And we have Aaron Hunt and Les. Russ Cook taking on Hayden and Country Road take Mahomes. That's a drop. That's a drop that's needed. Country Road. Missed, missed opportunity, I tell you that much. Currently projected for a 154 to 131 beatdown. 
Sleeper has Aaron at a 77% chance of victory. Not hard to see why. Um, Hayden's one piece away from a contender, but I don't know what spot that is. RB2 is Ronald Jones. Dude, send me some trade offers. I'm sitting on about like 10 running backs. I'm not sure I'm going to trade any of them, but I mean like, you need to be you need to be getting a little active out of there on that trade block. I mean, or hope that James Conner has a monster year and the Cardinals don't play Chase Edmonds because otherwise your running backs are just going to be sad all year long. <laughs> sad, just all sad year people. long. I mean, who's who's this in your tight end slot? Tyler Conklin. That's what I said. <laughs> I, I had to click on his on his name because I have no idea who that is. Good luck. Um, but yeah, Aaron. I mean, you're you're we've, we've been over at top of the power rankings. You got a, one of the strongest lineups in the league. Um, I'm not. I mean, there's nothing to even really to, to note except I'm excited to see Kyle Pitts. Just kind of see what he does in the NFL. See how Atlanta uses him. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. I'm picking Aaron. Yeah, I think we're I think we're going to find out a lot about Aaron's team this week. Um, so I think we can all assume that Najee Harris is going to be getting 20 to 25 touches a game. Uh, but how Kyle Pitt's going to look, that's going to be interesting. Is Gus Edwards really going to get the workload that J.K. Dobbins expected to get? That's going to be ex- interesting to see. How is that target share going to be in Cincinnati? Um, you know, T. Higgins was the darling until he wasn't, and they drafted Jamar Chase. So it's right. going to be interesting to see how that works out. So in no way am I picking against Aaron here. I mean, Hayden is just kind of crappy to say the least. Uh, but um, no, I so Aaron's going to win, but I think after this week we'll have a lot clearer picture of just how dominant or if he really truly does deserve that number one spot in the power rankings. Fair. Yeah, not much to add. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be particularly close. I, I think Hayden is officially like time to rebuild. I, I don't know if he's going to compete really this year with the pieces that he's got on his roster. So, uh, yeah, I feel like uh, pretty much any lineup I throw out there, I I should win. If I don't, it's an absolute huge choke job, embarrassment, whatever you want to call it. Um, Hopefully I just escape week one with nobody getting injured, uh, which Austin Eckler, please freaking play. Thank you. Oh, yeah. That was that was interesting. (laughs) We have we have a this league group chat and um, you know I was you know I was just being super innocent and being like man I hope Zeke does well on Thursday and Aaron's like no he's gonna freaking break his knee and I'm like okay whatever and then I was like no it's gonna be Saquon because he's already hurt and he's like no he's gonna break his knee too and I'm like oh, okay and then like two hours later it's like Austin Eckler did not practice today with a hamstring injury I'm like oh life hits you fast Aaron Arma man life hits you fast. Like two of my running backs. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say, Aaron said something there that I was like, you hope you make your team out in, uh, you know, injury free week one. That's that's the thing that happens in fantasy every year, man. And I, I almost forgot about it because, you know, before, you know, injury bugs hit Aaron and Zach's team, it was like you said, it was pretty injury free. So it's going to happen and you just cross your fingers and pray that it's not your team. Was it after week one last year that we did taps? Or I feel like that was like week two or three. It was pretty early. I mean, it happens every year. I mean, some it, it will inevitably happen. For all of our sakes, I hope we don't have a taps episode, man. Ugh. 
That would suck. All right. Now it's time. The last matchup. Who we got, Aaron, for the game of the week? In the game of the week, we've got Chris and Team Fairlife taking on the reigning defending champion. That's enough of that. Kyle Stretch. And I can't find his team name, but you all know it. Super Camario. Super Camario. Super Camario. I know he changed it this year. So when we're taking a look at this matchup, boy, is it juicy. Number one, just because of the animosity between both opponents, they hate each other's guts. Kyle wants to show Chris he is for real again. Chris is saying, not so fast, my friend. My team is even better than it was last year, and I have to agree with him. So when we take a look at the lineup here, We've got Alvin Kamara, which is the name of Stretch's team. That's who he's going to, you know, hang his hat on. Kyler Murray, both of those guys should carry him most weeks with the majority of the points. And then from there, you've got Amari Cooper, which is a dark horse. Nobody's talking about Amari Cooper. It's always CeeDee Lamb, CeeDee Lamb, CeeDee Lamb. I mean, Amari Cooper's been there, done that. CeeDee Lamb last year was a rookie. He had a great season, but he's got to go out and do it again. And I just think that the trust between Dak and Amari is there. Mike Evans, a deep threat once again for the Bucks and Jerry Judy. I think I'm a believer. I really think I'm a believer in him. I think the talent will show out this year. And Debo Samuel, I mean, he's always good for at least one week before he gets injured. And he plays <laughs> right. the, the Lions. So lots of uh, potential to explode. And then you're looking at Chris's team, and it's just solid across the board. Josh Allen, a quarterback, the stallion himself. <laughs> just be so graceful going into Pittsburgh. And then Zeke Elliott on Thursday night. He looks so good in hard knocks. I can't even lie. He, yeah, he did. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna eat. Uh Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods. We talked about them plenty. You got Hawk, David Montgomery. Oh, I wish I had him back. Dang it. Uh, and, and so, yeah, you know, balance across the board for Team Fairlife. Now, when it comes to my prediction, I'm going with the reigning defending champ, Kyle Stretch in week one. And here is why. Saquon Barkley. What are we going to get? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. He may not even get a full workload because they're just trying to ease him back into things. And if Saquon doesn't get full touches, especially against a Denver defense that I do believe will be improved, I don't know what kind of output he's, he's going to get. Zeke Elliott has a tough matchup. He's a, I think he's going to eat this year, but Tampa Bay is no slouch when it comes to their run defense. And then you also just got to take a look at – uh, just some of the other matchups. I mean, Hawk against San Francisco, David Montgomery at the Rams. I mean, all those matchups are super tough, in my opinion. I just think it's going to be tough for Chris in week one to get over the hump. He's going to be a contender all year long, don't get me wrong. But I just think that this week in particular, Super Camario hits him in the right time. 
make some really good points there. Um, however, I am going to pick Chris in this matchup in a very close matchup. And I've got one thing on each side of the ball that I think stands out. Josh Jacobs and Stretch's lineup, questionable to play. I almost feel like week one, he'd be better off if Melvin Gordon took his spot in the starting lineup. Jacobs has been iffy these past couple of weeks. There's some stuff going on behind the scenes. Could be personal issues, so you don't want to speculate too much. I just don't think Jacobs is going to do much this week against a good, very good Baltimore defense. I, just, I mean, I don't think he's going to get anything out of that spot. Hunter Henry was coming off an injury. What are we going to see there? And, I mean, riding a lot on Jerry Judy and Debo Samuel. Um, on Chris's side of the ball, what stands out to me the most is Calvin Ridley. So for both of you guys here, um, like that Atlanta Falcons game is going to be key. Calvin Ridley, I really think, could be wide receiver one this year and probably should be as long as Matt Ryan's healthy and his arm is as good as it has been. Um, and that's really, I, I think he'll be able to make up for it. You know, Zeke having a tough matchup in Barkley. I, there, I think it's almost a guarantee. He's not going to have a full workload week one. I think, I think Chris is just kind of out there hoping he breaks one for 40 yard touchdown. I mean, that's, <clears throat> you want to see the Saquon Barkley of old. Um, the one thing I would love to see is if somehow Michael Pittman could crack this starting oh, lineup. Don't, week one don't matchup, tip me like that. Don't week do that. one matchup don't. versus Seattle at home versus Seattle. Seattle lost their top corner in free oh, agency. Stop it. I don't even know who their corners are. <laughs> Quit. If Carson Wentz, if, if the Colts <laughs> offense is ready to roll, Pittman is going to have a big oh, week. I would love to see that happen. I would love to see that make the starting lineup. I hate I literally hate that you put that into the universe because I've <laughs> I've really been tempted with the idea to bench Barkley, move Montgomery up to running back, and then put in either Antonio Brown or Michael Pittman. I've really been playing with the idea. Uh, but I've, that's it's it's very tempting. You've got uh less than twenty four hours to decide. Well they well, all play on No, you can Sunday. you can flex that. You unless can flex I, that. Unless Sunday. I wanted to do yeah, yeah, yeah. Antonio Brown, but um, uh, yeah. It, it's, uh, yeah, that decision aside, um, I, and I also hate to put this out in the universe. I feel like this is probably like the best week you could possibly hit, possibly play me just because like Aaron already said, Zeke's playing Tampa. Saquon might not have a full workload. David Montgomery has a tough matchup at night against the Rams. And it's like, Jesus, I have the better players. I do, but yeah. I, I honestly believe that. If there's one week you might want to play me, it might be this week, but uh, ain't no way in hell I'm picking stretch against me. No, that would never happen. So uh, I'm picking me. I think I come out on top, and uh, I send stretch into oblivion where he belongs. So that's what that is. So I'm sorry. We had two for me, one for stretch, right? Aaron, you pick stretch? Yep. 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 I got stretch. Forever. Here comes baby. Forever the ugly. Week one. All right. Well, that's all your matchups this week. You, as you know, we're going to start the pick up pickums, counting the pickums. Wow, say that five times fast. Um, we're going to start counting the pickums starting from week one. I think we started like week three, week four, or something last year. So we're right. starting fresh this year. You get a new count. Aaron is the defending champion of the pickums from last year. I think Tim. Let's finished, go. Tim finished second. I finished a healthy third. So <laughs> I'm going to try to rebound, but. Um, 
guys, we got football, man. I know it's like the fifth time I've said this, but we've got football, and I'm so excited. Okay, before we sign off, one more real quick segment. Tim brought it up, and it has to be discussed. Let's enter the trade ring. The This League Trade Ring. All right. So, Tim, I'm assuming you have the trade either memorized or pulled up because I do not. Yes, sir. But let's hear the trade. We had two teams enter. And one team is going to come out victorious. And Tim was one of these parties. So let's hear it, man. What was the trade? So this is a trade between me and Clayton, the Red Rocket. All right. Um, I received quarterback Dak Prescott to be my quarterback of the future, locked and loaded. I received Trey Sermon, running back 49ers, big second half of the year and coming after Mostert inevitably and unfortunately goes down and a 2024 second round pick i sent away and this this hurts i I was listening to his his uh his uh i don't even know what you call it broadcast his interview this morning and i just i was very sad i i did i i sent away joe burrow how could you do that did it i my heart just it's fantasy and the bangles man i can't take it both places i decided i wanted to go get somebody i think could help me win a championship this year i long term i still think burrow can be a very good quarterback and the Bengals couldn't write the ship i don't think it's the, this year and so burrow is is not a prospect i was going to be able to play many weeks or if I was going to have to play, I wasn't going to be excited for. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be spending the next decade of my life trying to <laughs> convince myself that that was okay to do. That's like telling um, somebody, like, you're my favorite son, you're my favorite, and then you just, like, disown them. And it's like, oh. Right, right, right. No, I'm going to be cheering on it from afar. I, I, man, that, that hate hurt. That's like, um, that's like me trading away Michael Pittman. You know, it's like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. It was it was a big big the big namesake decision. of my team. He was the namesake of your team last year. I'm sorry. I know. Go, t- t- I know. Tell the rest. Of the I know. It was more than Burrow. It was um, <laughs> just Joe I, Burrow. I also sent away Jalen Rager, wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, and running back Zach Moss from the Buffalo Bills. And for the picks, I sent him a 2023 first round and 2023 third round. So we have five pieces going to Clayton and three coming to me. All right. I'll, I'll start it off, Aaron. Um, the way I, a lot of the times I look at trade, look at trades is whenever I think people included in a trade are just guys, like I literally just like remove them from the equation. Like I just kind of take them out and then I compare the pieces that I think matter. So for me, Jalen Rager and Zach Moss are just guys. Okay. Like, I don't even know if they'd make it into Clayton's lineup, and that's saying something. So those are just guys for me. So I think when it comes down to it, you're looking at Dak Prescott, Trey Sermon, and a second. For Joe Burrow, a first and a third. That 2023 first is sexy. But the thing is, Tim is a good team, and you're potentially looking at that being a late first-round pick in 2023. 
Um, and I think even if it was an early one, I, I think Tim takes this trade. Um, Dak Prescott's arguably a top five QB this year. And then you got Trey Sermon, who has the potential to be a league winner, man. Because it's not a matter of if. Big hot. When, when Raheem Mostert goes down, Trey Sermon could be your guy, man. So, um, and, and you get a second, so that's not shabby at all, especially considering it's Clayton's, and hopefully by 2024 he'll he'll be good. We'll see. But, um, yeah, I think Tim takes this one. Um, originally when I saw it, I thought it was closer than what it is, but I, I think Tim takes this one uh, kind of easily. Yeah, I, I think I favor Tim in this. Uh, him and I actually talked right after it happened, and we were kind of just – going back and forth a little bit on it. and Tim, My adrenaline was pumping. Yeah, yeah. And, and Tim thought that he might have overpaid a little bit. And I, I tended to agree with him in the moment. But as I think about it more, I'm like, you know what? Not really. Because I think Trey Sermon is such a valuable piece that he got back that yeah, I think that really makes it that, for me too. That what really make, makes the difference mm-hmm. for me in saying that Tim won the trade. Because, uh, I mean, shoot, if he – turns out to be what we think he could be and, and takes over that backfield. I mean, that more than makes up for the first round pick he gave. All right. So we got three picks for Tim here. Well, Assuming I haven't, I haven't officially given my I, pick. I'd say you, I, I would hope you think you win. <laughs> I'll, I'll frame it this way. I'll frame it this way. I still think I, I think I overpaid slightly. Um, in terms of like the picks now, Rager was never going to play for me and neither was Moss. So like you said, I, I didn't mind giving those guys up. They're currently on Clayton's bench. They're depth pieces for him that would be utilized. Whereas we've, we've been over my roster. Even if guys get hurt, the, they were not going to make my lineup. If I got down that low, I was going to quit on the whole year and just blow it up. <laughs> this has to give me by trading the first round pick and and the picks, you know me, I love my draft picks. I have to win a championship this year or next year. I'm I'm going for it in these next two years. And that's also kind of why I was targeting a 2024 pick back. Um, That's kind of, that's kind of my year. I'm calling it. It's got to be a 2022 or 2023 championship for me. Um, And so I will know if I won that trade by getting a championship, basically, if I don't, it was, Maybe I still like technically might win, but if it's not a championship, then it's still not enough. And giving up Burrow for the future, that's, I mean, we're all going to have our eyes on him this year, next year, the next three to five years to see if he's going to be what as advertised. Yeah. And we, we won't spend too much more time on this, but you, you say it's a win now move, but I mean, Trey Sermon is a rookie. He's kind of an old rookie, but still he's a rookie. And, you know, as an Ohio state fan, I thought he was good for his money. So um, yeah, no, we think he win that one. So uh, Tim, Comes out victorious in the first round of the This League trade ring. And uh, we have another one that kind of flew under the radar a bit that people forgot about. So um, in this round, we are going to have two sides. On one side, we have Hayden Westfall. And the other side, we have Anthony. And the trade was Hayden receives Will Poppin' Pills Fuller and Kenneth Gainwell. While Anthony receives John, I am no longer on a team Brown and miles Gaskin, the gas man. Um, we're going to do the thing. We're going to count down to three who won this trade. 
it's tough, but I think I know how. You guys ready? Yep. Let's do it. All right. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. Anthony. 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 Wow. Even getting John Brown back, who literally, is he still technically on the Raiders? No, he's released. Okay. Released by the Raiders. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we still think he wins it, huh? Aaron, what's I, your... I, or go ahead, yeah. Tim. Sorry. I, I can start here. It's, it's what I was saying about Hayden's lineup earlier. Miles Gaskin would have played for him. He didn't need more receiver depth. What's he doing? Will Fuller is not... I don't see a league-winning receiver in him, and Miles Gaskin could be a top RB, you know, a low RB one, top RB two. That Hayden's roster is desperately in need of. So John Brown aside, um, Gainwell is a nice future piece potentially, but not much for this year. And so I just think that Hayden made a mistake by trading away a piece that was would have been part of his roster. Well, uh, yeah, I think Anthony won pretty clearly just because he got Miles Gaskin back. I mean, I think it's pretty clear the Dolphins want to give him a lot of the workload uh, out of the backfield. They didn't draft a running back with high draft capital. They didn't go out and get a big-time name in free agency when we probably could have or traded for one. So he is the guy. They, I think there was even rumors in camp that they want to maybe see him be a three down back. I think uh, it just solidifies to me that Hayden is not looking to compete this year with this trade. But he, I he mean, won't tell you that though. I don't, I really, Hayden is so frustrating to me. I don't know. I want him to do well. I want all my friends to do well, but I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Well, I mean, this, I mean, it solidifies it to me. I mean, I guess my thinking would be if I'm Hayden, okay, well, I know I'm probably not going to compete this year. Miles Gaskin, we don't know what he's going to be after this year. So might as well just get some value out of it. And, I mean, Will Fuller is talented. I think he'll be in the league for another few years. And then Kenneth Gainwell, you're, you're, it's just a dart throw with him. So yeah. it, it just solidifies to me that Hayden does not want to compete by doing that trade. Let's hope so, man. Let's hope that's not the one move that he said was going to put him over the top, right? <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. All right, let's wrap this. Let's 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 wrap this. Wow, I just had a seizure. Let's wrap oh, this sucker up. Nice. Show ran a little long today because I completely forgot the trade ring. Thank you for bringing that up, Tim. Um, but no, I don't mind if the show ran long, man, because football's back, baby. Our voices are gonna be in your ears before tomorrow's game. And as always, don't forget to. You know what? We're not even going to do anything fancy. We're just going to click the like button, subscribe, share this with your friends, give us a good rating, follow us on the social medias, this league underscore pod. We're on Twitter and Instagram. And if you are a listener of this league, um, you are, well, if you are a member of this league, who knows? We could blow up tomorrow. If you're a member of this league, you are invited. Don't forget to one of our houses tomorrow. Um, Check the group chat. Uh, to for drinks, debauchery, and football. So that should be a should good be time. Fun. Lots of fantasy implications in that game tomorrow. So there's going to be some folks on edge. Aaron, give me one reason why you're happy football is back. I think it just marks like fall is here. And I, I think fall is my favorite season. So it's just great vibes. It's great vibes. Amen. Tim? Dude, retweet that. There's no better season than football season. 
spring, summer, fall, winter, no, football season. I'm just so glad that I have something to I, that I will spend way too much time on again, and it's going to be awesome. Fantasy football is back. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Chris. And, and I'm, I'm Aaron. <laughs> Peace. Go on, get Woo! Carson Wentz better not suck penis or I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs>